This is the Intern Podcast. There is no easy way home. That's that's the most important thing that I would love for the next generation of artists and executives, honestly, to, to, to grab hold on. There's nothing good without struggle. It just doesn't happen. This will not be your average internship. Enjoy. 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 Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Intern Podcast. We have another, actually, not even another, an amazing guest for y'all. And I'm so excited. She's so dope. She's everything you want to be. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. So, what's your name? Yeah. What's up, (laughs) y'all? She got a DJ Miss Milan. Oh, you sound like a DJ saying that. Oh, I just got you. <laughs> you know, I, I've been working on my DJ voice, so. Do you have to do that as a DJ? Um, there's different elements. There's some DJs that don't talk at all, but I felt like you have to talk as a DJ. Like, that was the essence, you know what I mean? So, I just incorporate, you know, my mic game and my, you know, DJing game and just, here we have it. Miss Milan. Like, I, I hear, like, there's... I don't want to say it's a DJ voice, but there's like a it's like a it's low a, key a yeah, DJ voice. There like, is a DJ voice. You can tell like who's supposed to be on like yeah. radio and stuff like that. Who so. you who you hear in the clubs or at a party right, or right, something? Right. So when you that caught me off guard. Oh. Like I had the question, <laughs> Daddy, and I was like, wait a minute, like she put the DJ voice on. <laughs> okay, guys, so let's actually get into this interview because um, when I came across. How did I find out about you? I think, mm-hmm. I think my friend who was working at Atlantic did the Meek Mill. Oh, the uh, wins and losses. Yes. Album. And you DJ, yes. didn't yes. you? I think that was like my first. Uh, no, you had short hair for a second, and I yeah. had short hair for uh-huh. a, a pretty second as well, and you had a cut. And it was like on. He had like a slice on the two. Oh on the side. yes, yes, yes. And I that was, was. I remember. I said, you were in my phone because I screenshot <laughs> you to show to my hair lady because I was I was getting spicy yeah. with my hair. I was like, oh, I want this. I'm so ready. Yeah. And then I came across your Instagram again. I was like, that's her with the short hair. And so I, I went saw through different you with phases. Yeah. Went and lost it, and I was just like, who's this dope DJ? Like, mm-hmm. it's. It's weird that you see actually like talented female DJs given being given opportunities. It's not rare, but the opportunities are rare. Right, and you would expect you know a male DJ to be for Meek Mill, you know yeah. all the bikes and everything. But it was really dope. Got a shout out to you know the homies, the sisters, you know Ayana and Brianna for definitely the brownies for pushing that for me. So I appreciate them for that. So one thing that I. One reason why I admired you after reading your story was that I noticed that you were actually bartending mm-hmm. when you started DJing. And you took a chance and you were just like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go do it. So to dive in a little bit, when did you make that chance happen? When were you like, all right, F it. I'm going to do this. <laughs> nah, I was bartending for, uh, you know, like three years like two years going into three years and at that time I was just like you know transition trying to find myself trying to find my footing in life like what do I want to do what makes me happy and that was the question that I kept asking myself for a very long time like what makes you happy because prior to that I was always interested in music like mm-hmm. I wanted to be of course you know the next Beyonce I had a girl groove you know we were singing yeah, girl, yeah. I can't even remember the name it was so long and I don't talk to any of them anymore so oh, it's like you know uh, yeah, you know, yeah. pettiness. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you when you the Beyonce, it just happens. <laughs> Not when you. Nah, Beyonce. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you know, we just grew apart. You know, we just Makes parted sense. ways or whatever the case may be. And you know, I always wanted to still be a singer, songwriter, dancer, producer, everything that incorporates music. I always wanted to be an entertainer, basically. And I had to go to school, you know, go get an education and, you know, find myself in that whole realm as well. And then I just started um, bartending because bartending was like really quick money, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I had the personality for it, so I was able to, you know, make a cute little queen. But I just wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, the money is cool, you know, you wear nice stuff or whatever, but what really what is feeding your soul, your you know what yeah. I mean? So I remember one day I just was like... I think I want to DJ like and it's crazy because DJing has literally been in 
my life around me without me even knowing, knowing it. Like, subconscious. Like, my stepfather, he was a big Brooklyn DJ. Mm. So he was doing all the Jamaican parties and all of that. You know what I mean? We used to have, like, basement parties and stuff. He probably been around my parents because back in the day, mm-hmm. they were living in life. Yes, yes. And I, was, I remember I was so young, I would go downstairs in the building because we used to live on Eastern Parkway, right? Uh, right I where feel the, like every Caribbean lived in Brooklyn growing up. They had to. That was where we migrated to. You <laughs> know what really I'm saying? Was. It really was. It really was. So we definitely lived on Eastern Parkway where the Labor Day Parade mm-hmm. literally is thrown there. We used to look out the window and watch the parade. Right? You know, my family they were like in deep with it so they had like little food stands mm-hmm. and stuff so you know you go get something to eat go walk before it got you know crazy and turned the way how it is now but you know he used to have like little parties in the basement and just like all oh, everyone with the Heineken and uh, I didn't know Guinness. what weed was then but I was selling it <laughs> you know what I mean I'm walking around. I'm a young girl you know I'm just like loving it on? and I'm just seeing him with the 45s you know, the little records and stuff like that and other DJs and then even in my house because I moved from Brooklyn when I was a little girl and I ended up living with my grandmother and even her she had like a whole record like record collection mm-hmm. and just a record player and I remember getting my ass beat because I took her Michael Jackson what was it Thriller I think yes it was Thriller the one where he's like laying on the Oh, the sexy pose. Yeah, he was with the white and uh-huh. looking real good. I was like, what? Oh, he could have got it back then. You know what I'm saying? He could have. He could have. R.I.P. And this is his birthday today, too. So, R.I.P. to the to the king. But I remember I took the record, and I literally put it on the record player, and I was like, No, you scratched it. Scratched up the Michael Jackson record and got my ass Yeah, yeah. I would beat my old self, too. I would. But, you know, gratefully... It let me hear so I could go get another collectible for Granny. You know, I'm sorry about <laughs> that, you know. But other than that, like, it's literally been subconsciously around me. Yeah. So the fact that this is exactly what I'm doing now is, like... It's coming full circle. It's awful circle, awful circle. So you... What did you do? Did you just go find somebody... Did you put, like, what? What? So the process... Yes. <laughs> the process of what I did was... I said I wanted to do it. And I was going to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just do it as, oh, let me just, I was going to take it serious. And I went on Facebook one day and I had put out like a post like, hey, anyone wants to teach me how to DJ? And somebody hit me back and was like, hey, I have somebody that, you know, you could contact and who could possibly teach you on how to DJ. And it was my mentor, HD, who, um, he's an engineer and he just like hit me up and we were talking and I met him at the studio and he told me verbatim that day he was like listen I'm not gonna bullshit you I don't care about the money because I was paying like a hundred dollars a week for the lesson you know what I mean so he's like you know when you're working that's a lot of money that is a lot of money you know what I'm saying especially when I was starting I was like yeah "Yeah, this is a hundred dollars a week you know right every week but I was so eager like I think I started working overtime just so I could make sure I had the money to pay for the lessons and he just told me like first day like listen I'm not gonna bullshit you if you're not if you if you don't have it naturally like in the beginning just touching it and I'm not gonna even waste my time and I'm here you know so just that process of just reaching out and just asking like hey being being willing to ask for help that's always the first step in anything that you like you want to do is just saying hey I want to do this is there anyone that can direct me if you don't really know anything about it because I didn't know anything about DJing really so that was the first step that I took was you know putting it out there putting it out in the universe of Mm -hmm. course and then allowing it to you know, find its way to me, and I took lessons, and then after that, we just built, like, a strong bond that he wasn't even charging me anymore, because he just was like, you, you got it. And he believed in you, too, He believed in me, like, the very, very first person that really took me serious, like, okay, she's good, she got it. What were the first couple of sessions, like? Oh, man, first set. Did you go in there really trying to scratch? I feel like you went in there, like, oh, I got this. I was, I was, because it was just, like, like a kid in a candy store, you know, like, Wow, like turntables and the equipment and the mixer and the needles. Because I was learning straight off of vinyl. Like, because I told myself, if I want respect. So you learned, like, real. Essence. Like, he was literally, I wasn't even using a laptop. He would have me play records. Listen, wow. train your ear. You got to hear it. Because you're not always going to be able to look at the screen. So you got to learn how to use your ears to hear stuff. And 
He literally just like taught me every aspect, like every single type of way how to play with equipment, without equipment, play on one side. If turntables broken on one side, you got to just use the left or sometimes they don't really have both. They just have the mixer. So you got to learn how to just, you know, and that, that, that process will get you nice with blending. So, but other than that, like that's what I had to honestly do. And it really, really helped me out a lot because I can go in any spot and be like, oh, what you guys got? All right, cool. We're going to work with it. What were some of your biggest fears when you were first starting? Not being good enough, being judged, you know, especially for my family because I was like, this is not something that is normal. You know, DJ, what? You're a DJ. What the hell is that? You know, go be a doctor, go be a nurse. Caribbean parents, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like they're not seeing the fruits of my labor come in as fast as they would want it to. So just being able just to have to be my own supporter and be really strong mentally and determined because there's times where I wanted to quit. You know, I was like, yo, I don't know because I'm not seeing anything. But if you really believe in yourself, you got to foresee ahead of the obstacles and know the opportunity is right there. So that's what I have to do. And I'm here. But he's speaking to me because even with this podcast, I have times (laughs) where Kim is just like, nope. We gonna do this. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't wanna. I don't wanna do you it anymore. Because you get discouraged so easily. Because you're like, is this something I'm supposed to even be doing? Like, but if you started it, it's clearly you gotta continue on with the mission. And I feel and, like even now with social media, mm-hmm. if we're not seeing the growth, if we're not seeing the instant it, gratification, the, it's, yes, that's that's it's not it's thing. not working. Or we're not right. doing it right. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's you know, they call us a popcorn generation because it is. we want everything now. We want it in right. 30 seconds or less. And so even hearing that, it's just like, okay. Yeah, you got to just trust the process. Like, I've literally been telling myself that since I started. And the messaging has been just in my face. Like, trust it. Like, every time when I want to quit, something happens that reminds me of why you shouldn't quit. And I'm like, okay. God, I hear you, big homie. We here. <laughs> like, we here. <laughs> New York. What mm-hmm. were some of your biggest inspirations, or who were some of your biggest inspirations? DJ wise, uh, ch- 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 and we had a lot of. I guess I'm from the Caribbean, so I had you know a lot of Jamaican DJs, you know, in my round or whatever. But um, growing up, of course, legendary Mr. C, always, 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 always was like forefront because his set. I saw him DJ. I saw him DJ live for. Um, for Jada Kiss, mm-hmm. not even just Jada's Kiss. I'm um, all the whole the locks. Right, right. And I was like, I felt like a child again. Because these were it. the songs that I was hammering on the radio, and he made me feel like they were fresh out the box. Yeah, yeah. He has that. He's one of the greatest like DJs that I even had the pleasure of just calling him up and be like, Yo, Mr. C, I need help. I need advice. And he's That's like, enough. you know, and it's crazy just going from looking up to him to him being literally like a mentor of mine is so so dope but mr c definitely you know legendary funk flex gotta give it up to him you know when he was in his time then bombs meant a lot he was like a flex dropping the bomb this is the record you know and gotta give it up to the females you know spinderella she was coco chanel hot 97 oh my gosh coco chanel i remember hearing coco chanel on the radio and i was like yo she sound mad good. Like, just her voice alone was just like a, yeah, it's Coco Chanel. Me you know what I mean? So, stuff like that. Jazzy Joyce. All, you know, females that were, like, on the radio and doing it big were, like, inspirations to me. And I was like, yo, I could do this. Like, look at, look at what they doing. I got to do this, too. So, definitely. So, we talked about being from New York and having those inspirations, but we're both. I feel like we have a similar background, both born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. We have mm-hmm. Caribbean, you know, roots. But I, you know, being from Queens, I, I see that. We don't, we don't sometimes see outside of our bubble. <laughs> You're damn right, because we're too far from everything. That's why. We got to take a private jet to get just to the Bronx, just to get the to Bronx the city, count, just to get to anywhere. So We don't see our side of our Even being from New York, we mm-hmm. don't see outside of New York. I feel like we don't, we don't see more. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to, you know, make this vision a real thing by saying, like, you know, 
Granted, I see it on the radio, but I know that I can make it happen. Cause mm-hmm. It took me to move. It took me to go mm-hmm. away to school mm-hmm. to see that I can do entertainment. Even being in, you know, even being in New York. Right. Granted, I saw, like, Diddy was, like, I call Diddy, like, my heart. Like, I, he's my, another spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Can't um, stop, won't stop. That's the So, motto. even seeing him, mm-hmm. it didn't, I always thought, only, only other people can do, like, that. I can't. Like, that's not really, I don't, I didn't think it was as accessible. It, and it is. That's the crazy part. Once you in it, you be like, yeah, yeah, it's all you, tell. you know what I'm saying. But I get what you're saying in the sense like you had to step out. Yeah, and that's exactly what anyone has to do with anything. You have to just literally step out, step out on faith, step out in general, and just really see the world for what it is. Interact with different people. Get you know, because I'm big on energy. So I love mm-hmm. feeding off of everyone else's energy. And every borough gives you its own type of feel. Okay, you know sure. what I mean? So you have to go to the Boogie Down Bronx, which is where hip hop started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta go to Brooklyn where you can hear all the, the latest Jamaican tunes. You know what I'm saying? All the reggae vibes and stuff like that. Queens, you know, we had our hip hop, we had our nods, our LLs, you know, our Every everything, Run you know DMC. what I mean. Run DMC, you know what I'm saying. Like legendary, you know what I'm saying. We so, are legendary. We are, we are. We are. We are very legendary. I do think no, so myself. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but you know, you is is Staten Island with Wu Tang. You know what I'm saying. It's just like different elements where hip hop is is all in New York, but we all have our own borough, which brings something different to the table. So, just to, you know. See what they're about can help with with what you got going on. And music-wise, it helped me a lot, too, because I was able to, like, you know, play different type of music as well. Like like I said, I'm Caribbean, so I have soca, mm-hmm. reggae, you know. Now we doing the Afro beats. The Afro beats are hot. Afro beats is hot. Very, very hot. I need me a Nigerian king. <laughs> if you're out there, I'm ready. Well, no, honestly, no. <laughs> I'm so mad about to say it's on the podcast, but why everybody I know wasn't Nigerian? I just don't do it. I, I mean, listen, you know, we're going we to move it along. So, you going to speak this into the universe. You know, no. listen, Eric, I know we are so sorry for this is not meant to be on, but it's this legit real conversation. It's real shit, you know what I'm saying? But, yes. But um, I want to transition into more so of like career transition, building mm-hmm. your name. And like I said, early beginning, I first truly saw your towel. Knew of you through the Meek Mill event, but you've also done work for Puma, mm-hmm. Reebok, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. mm-hmm. Duce, um, Latoya Luckett. You were on, you were on television with Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. What was this like? What what was that first step? I, I I doubt you were just like straight Puma, like out the oh, box no, no, Puma. No, no. What were you doing to build your name? Networking. Mm. Key. Key, 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 key. How do you network as key, a DJ? Key, key, do you love me? <laughs> like, it's literally the key because this game, and with anything, to be honest, whether it's photography, podcasting, whatever it is, it's all about who you know, not what you know. Because what you know can come later. Mm-hmm. Who you know can get you in the door mm-hmm. and you can find out what you need to know later. I was always told that it's who you know that gets you in the door, but it's what you know that keeps, keeps you there. You. Exactly, exactly. So, just me networking so eager to get my feet wet and literally given my my talent to the world and are you doing that in the sense of free hey you need a dj i'm here you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of beginning stages that people don't really recognize because they just see the end result of Mm -hmm. things well not even the end because i ain't nowhere where I want to be at. But, you know, they see just the, like you said, the Instant gratification, Instagram, but it's like, nah, before I was doing st- hole-in-the-wall spots, strip clubs, you know what I'm saying? One of my strip very- clubs are big! But it was one of my very, very first gigs, and it was something that taught me a lot of crowd control because the main thing is the dancers dancing. If they not dancing, there's no money. And there's no money, you gotta kick her out. <laughs> she gotta go. And I remember my very, very first gig was at a strip club. It was at Starlet's, actually. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Before, before the start. I'm like, hey, I'm like, uh, you acting like Starlet's is some hole in the wall. No, no, no. I was definitely not. But I'm saying, like, my beginnings was, like, from where I am now mm-hmm. is, like, that's where I, in a way, I started off in, like, you know, hole in the wall spots, doing strip clubs, doing baby showers, graduations. You know what I'm saying? Doing it for little to no money to now where I, my rate is my rate 
that's what it is. You know what I mean? So it's, it's definitely all about networking, getting your feet wet, and just really being passionate about it. Like, you really want to do this? You're going to make sure you get this done. You know, like you're doing right now here in this podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, being on TV, the Charlemagne um, MTV on Common Sense when mm-hmm. it was out, I literally remember, and this is why I be telling people, like, manifestation is real, going and getting what you want is real, because I remember I went to just be an audience, a guest member on the show, and I just was sitting, and I just was watching, and it was just like, you know, a few producers walking around, and the spirit was like... Go ask her how you could DJ on this show. One of the producers. And I remember I just went to after the show. And this was before I even met Charlemagne or anything. Like, he came. He was, you know, introducing himself to everyone. And I was like, I'm going to make sure he sees me. He's going to see me. He's going to remember this face. He's going to remember this face. You know what I'm saying? And he literally, like, came right directly to me and shook my hand. I was like, hey, Charlemagne, I'm DJ Miss Milan. Pleasure to meet you. Like, that's my name. And then I saw the producer when I was leaving. And like I said, the spirit said, Ta-ta. And I went and I was like, hey, I'm DJ Miss Milan. I just was inquiring, like, how would I be able to DJ on the show? Because the first DJ that I seen was DJ Cuppy, a Nigerian big, big, big time DJ. And I was like, wow, she's on TV and she's a woman DJing? You don't do that often. At all, you know? So I'm like, nah, I got to get on this too. Like, And I was literally just starting out. So I remember I had asked... Um, you know, homie, big tax, free the homie tax, you know. I asked him, uh, like, yo, I want to do Uncommon Sense. And he was like, okay. And then literally a few weeks later, I got an email. And it was like, hey, DJ Miss Milan, we would love to have you, you know, be our guest DJ for Uncommon Sense. And I just was like, wow, look at life full circle. Like, I went from being a studio audience member, seeing myself where Cuppy was DJing and saying, I'm going to do that. Asking the questions, so stepping out and networking, you know what I mean? And then, boom, opportunity just lands in my lap. And it's that's so how it happens. Funny. So, like you were saying, tax kind of made that assistance. That's another thing with networking. You see how people can also, you know, spread your name for you. Exactly. It's who you know. It's not truly, what you know. Truly, exactly. Truly exactly. What were you, what was the first event? That was your industry event? Uh, first event that was my industry event. I would have to say it was... Damn, what was my very first industry event? Um, Probably, honestly, it would have to be the very first uh, Brownies event that I, really? that I did. Because I was doing, like, you know, brands and stuff like that before. Like, working with Doosane, working with Puma and stuff like that. But... I didn't know who was who in a room, but mm. where the brownies event is like, you know who that is, you know what I mean? You know who that executive, you know who that artist is. So just being That's in a crazy. room, I was like, I was looking at you before that. Oh really? So for yeah. you to say that, I'm like, nah. Like you yeah. like, there's no way. No, that was. I I feel like that was one of the biggest um, industry event because. It was just a, a a safe haven in a sense for yeah. everyone to be cool. You know, you don't that have to worry about. Very true. You come in as you are. As you right. You were. I remember coming in comfortable. Like I want like, probably adult tea, a graphic right, tea, some right, jeans. Right, right, You don't have just to be like just, just like oh my gosh. You got to be like you know. You could just be yourself. Be and that's literally how everything else kind of transpired with me doing you know the meat mills thing so crazy. Like, nah, girl, no <laughs> seriously like that was one of my biggest like where everyone is in that mm-hmm. room so definitely definitely so like we were saying you know you started off by doing baby showers graduation mm-hmm. but were you also like doing YouTube or SoundCloud? What, oh yeah, how are you getting your mixes out there for people to know, like, oh, this DJ is kind of cool. I'm like, yes. tra- for me, transitions are everything. Like, I'm that person. If I hear a good transition, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, 
Yes. Yeah, girl, you did that. You like, brought that vibe. Like, when you bring that in, when you make two good songs, like, you have my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, and that's one of the things that I try very, very hard to make sure is that my transitions, if anything, you're going to get a good transition. Well, I'll tell you, your transition so. is not good. Like, I've, I've seen DJs and I've been like... Because you know what? The transition messes up the vibe. Because mm-hmm. if I'm here... It does. I need you to take me... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, That's how it... But sometimes you be like, eh. Playing that, you know what I'm saying. So that really does does matter. That that definitely does matter. But um, the question you were asking before was I'm just getting your another oh, like, way, another form uh, of yes. getting your name and your um, brand and your music style out there. Every outlet I was using: YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all social media. Like, and if I did a mix, I was promoting my mix on there. You know, on SoundCloud and pushing that, and just like. Just really like using every outlet that there is possible because mm-hmm. as a quote unquote entrepreneur, you know, you got to promote yourself and mm-hmm. that's the only way you're going to get business anyway. You can't just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit home and hopefully just somebody, wait for somebody to find me. Oh, email. Oh no, that's spam. You know what I mean? Like you got to really put in work and, and promote yourself, invest in yourself, which is a very big, big key that I had to do for myself because I don't have a big street team. I don't have, you know, the biggest, baddest promoters promoting me where, you know, you have people that come into the game and they have that co-sign already, so Mm -hmm. they're able to get it. I'm literally coming from DJ Miss Malone, ground up. The co-sign that I have is my own co-sign. You know what I mean? And, And, of course, after I put in, you know, some work and put myself out there, I have people like Tax and like Combat Jack, R.I.P., who were like, wow, this girl is amazing. She's... She's really good and started putting me, you know, people at like them at that time was on such a high pedestal. Mm-hmm. It was like, to, honestly, their word was like, oh, we got to listen to them. And then the work behind it, they're like, wow, she really is good. You know what I mean? I remember I did the live anniversary for tax. That's one the one of the wow. I, I feel in my heart wholeheartedly that that was what kind of set the whole whole trifecta of everything because I did the live anniversary for him and in that place at that time that's when everyone was in the room like you had Charlemagne in the room you know what I'm saying you had Combat Jack in the room and I remember Combat Jack with his little his little leather vest and his baldy he just was like recording me like <laughs> like you know like a dad watching somebody at the his you know this kid's recital because he was just such an an awe and yeah. I just was like but to come to find out that it was the legendary combat jack and he was just genuinely impressed with me and at that time i was so insecure i was like people think when they see me like oh you're such a ball of energy i'm like trust me it's a lot of process and a lot of prepping myself to get there because i still get the jitters to these days i still gotta pray before i even touch a set you know what i mean so it's like to see people like that look at me and say wow she's gonna be great Mm -hmm. and that's what they've always told me so it's funny that you bring up tax because he tax has been like he was honestly an inspiration but he was also a discouraging because like tax got everybody (laughs) that i want like how i'm gonna do this if tax is already doing it (laughs) nah nah you know he's so sad he he him and combat definitely set the blueprint for a lot of Yes. That of what we see here. So we can't even, you know, it's not that you can't get it. It's just you got to get it for your time. Yes. You know, and that and is very true. Like him and Combat, they had to put in the work to get what they had. A so. lot of work. And I did. And, it, and after, like, you do your research on people, you're like, oh. It wasn't overnight. I remember I legit took, I was in bed one night. Mm-hmm. Going down tax Instagram. And I don't mean, like, I went back, like, a year just scrolling. Mm-hmm. And I saw his first couple of interviews. And granted, we see Tax talking to every. Well, we would see him talking to everybody, right. interviewing just so many legendary, dope people, current and past, present, everything. Mm-hmm. And I went down. I was like, there were points in time when he first started when it was just your everyday Joe, not to like discredit anybody, right, but right. he wasn't having like the Joe Buttons in the beginning, or he wasn't having the hottest rapper in the beginning. It was like he oh. just was having his homies. Yes. But that's how it starts. You just start with who you truly, who supports you. Yeah. 
that's what it is you know what i mean and then it grows from there and that's when i was like oh Okay. okay. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay, I see. Right. Like, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I get it. It doesn't. You just don't come out and Beyonce sitting next to you. I feel like I just want to be Beyonce tomorrow. Yeah, but guess what? Beyonce was a little girl in her basement with her group practicing every single day to be the queen bee that she is. And that's know? the honest to God truth. And so mm-hmm. it's cool even hearing you say that. And right. Hearing your side of it, even talking about tax and combat jet. And seeing like, okay, it's it's not an overnight process. There's Mm-mm. so much work that has to go into building, doing your your talent as well as yourself. Cause yeah, because it is a mental sport. It is. Personally, it's a mental sport. Because like it, you said, how you got discouraged because you've seen him have certain people. That was the same thing for me. You know, seeing other DJs get the things that you truly want, you're like, damn, am I even qualified? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like, can I do it? Am I, am I good, good enough? enough? And if you're doing it, you clearly are good enough. You know what I mean? So that's that's definitely was one thing that always used to play in my mind. So you got to be mentally strong and prep yourself and really, you know, uplift yourself. Uplift How yourself. did you manage the fear of judgment? Because even with my podcast, I talk to Kenson all the time. And I'm always hey, like... Hey, <laughs> And I'm always like, people are going to listen to it. And he's like... Because I almost let fear dictate my future in a sense where I was so in my head, literally causing my own stress, causing my own depression, causing everything because I'm overthinking so much, thinking that people are not going to like me. I'm a Pisces girl, you know, March babies. (laughs) So I'm just, you know, I'm in my head, I'm overthinking, I'm just like, questioning myself am I qualified am I good enough am I this am I that like oh people gonna like me oh you know you're in a spot and you're DJing you don't see anybody dancing so you're like oh my god I suck I'm doing you know what I mean so you're just you're thinking everything bad and the way how you get out of it is you got to realize that you're here I'm here doing it so clearly I took at least half the way you know half the process is done because you just got to get up and do it most people, they fear themselves into not even doing it at all. Not even trying. Exactly. So the fact that you are actually trying means a lot. And you have to really just believe and have confidence in yourself and know that you're capable of doing any and everything you truly want to do. And the people that are going to support you are going to support you. You can't, and this is something that I see happens a lot in society where People are begging for supporters from outside. They're like, oh my God, why is such and such not supporting me when you have Dick Clark and Harry over here? Like, hey, we're rooting for you. We got you, we got you. Like, forget Dick Clark and Harry. I want. No, I want. But it's like, how dare you disrespect the people that are supporting you because you want to get some other type of support that you think is going to catapult you to the next level? So just really being genuine with knowing your market and knowing who truly supports you really really helps a lot because I didn't realize how many people truly truly support me until people started to come out to see me and people started to follow me and and say you're an inspiration like what me you know what I mean like to this day when people even say that to me like oh I look up to you I'm like it's so nerve-wracking because it's like because it's like I, I still feel like I have so, so, so much work to do. It's so, like, I'm not, my my pinky toe is, like, in the water. I haven't even done the max of what is going to happen. You, you doing it. You even but that's why it. right. It's just an inspiration. Because, right, right. honestly, truly, I wanted to be a DJ. Really? Girl, the same <laughs> way you, was, you were saying, like, yeah. you know, you grew up with your, just, so much music right. around mm-hmm. you. For me, I had older siblings. I had parents, so I was listening to the Aaron Neville, the Drew oh, Hill, oh. the oh, reggae. March. See, but I'm not all you know. What? <laughs> See, you get it. You, you get me. 
like you you understand. And so I would I would always say that though. <laughs> if I was a DJ, I would kill it. Like yeah. I would be nice. Like I know my music. Yeah. Like, I would I can give you a dope playlist. Yeah, yeah. And so when you started doing it, I was like, damn. I was like, you know what? But she doing it. So I'm happy to see another black girl mm-hmm. doing it. So it's just like just even you going for it, that's inspiration enough to anything, whether it's DJing, podcasting, you know, T V hosting, radio, it's just like she, right. she did it. She she actually yeah, you gotta started. take it as inspiration. But I, I do I do appreciate that and it does fuel my motivation. And to know that people are inspired by me keeps me honestly going, like, all right. There's somebody that's betting and they they're looking at my story and they're like, Damn, I probably wanna give up and then they click and they see me doing something or see me speaking something positive and like, damn, I can't give up. She here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I take that position wholeheartedly and I, I accept. So, as I was just saying, like, seeing you as a black girl, mm-hmm. just being black girl magic. Shining. That's the sprinkles, y'all. Shining. Ling, ling, ling. Yeah, I'm not canceled. <laughs> oh, so now, y'all. Keep playing too much. Um, I know, I know for a fact that this is a male-dominated industry, and it can be kind of challenging so how do you handle it as a female who's beautiful thank you god you should see her <laughs> um as a beautiful female in this male-dominated industry who who loves being sexy like i feel like when you come in a male-dominated industry we try to get respect by like wearing a suit and it's just like girl be you be young be, be right. fly be fresh mm-hmm. but even just that how did how did you manage that as a challenge well, one thing I made sure of was knowing my stuff. Say that my one knowledge. more game. Say that one more game. Knowing my stuff, knowing my knowledge, knowing my terminology to the point where, you know, if I had to set up things, because there's been plenty of times where you expect the man to know how to, and I have to be like, oh, no, 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 you got the RCAs in the wrong place, baby boy. I got you, though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I got you. You know what I'm saying? It's but right, It's okay, sis. You know, <laughs> but you have to really just really know what it is that you're doing because, and this is no offense to all men, but the men that do do it, they would try and belittle you and small you up and make you feel like you're not qualified because this is a male-dominated field and I'm man, so I'm equal, I'm automatically better, and that's not the case at all because there's a lot of trash men, DJ, just to let you know. But you just really got to know your stuff and be confident in it. And literally, as I tell women all the time that come into any industry, like, don't ever think you have to do anything to get where you need to go. Like, there's no casting couch. There's no... A man is going to respect you business-wise when you bring business not when you bring anything else Mm -hmm. because that just goes out the door and unfortunately you have men that use that to their advantage so I always tell all my sisters like listen if he ain't putting a coin in your pocket he needs to go Mm -hmm. because there's nothing else that we need to discuss from emails to because you know I get the guys like hey what's up oh I want to book you book an email gjmissmalon.com that's it. Send all anchor music. That's it. That's it. That's 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 all we need to discuss because whatever your business is, you can hit that email. You know what I'm saying? And call it a day. But yeah, you just gotta really know your stuff. Be strong and confident in yourself. Don't let these men intimidate you and feel like, oh, you gotta you're not, you know, on their level. Cause a lot of us are above their level, to be honest. So <laughs> And the snaps to end it off. She just dropped the mic on y'all. <laughs> but it's it's I get that because even as a and I, I wanted to ask that because even as you know I came in doing marketing and branding mm-hmm. even at labels and it would always be that fair that not fair but that kind of intimidation and yeah. I'm like oh well you wouldn't you be so stand down but it's like and very condescending and I very have like ideas. right I, I, I'm I can. I can do this, like, oh, wait. so you okay, oh. I'm going to hold my pitch and wait for you to oh. look stupid, okay. you're going to have no ideas as good as mine. Okay, that's fine. And so just yeah. having that energy, I was like, I wonder how she handles it as a DJ, so it's so cool that you said it that way, mm-hmm. but I also want to transition to when I first started hearing your work, I was at a brownies party, I mm-hmm. remember the first brownies party, um, Brianna and Ayana have posted on Instagram, and I was like, my sister, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I love brownies. Like I remember, cause right. 
relationships. I mean, I was interning for her. She would always just drag me around. So yeah. I was like, we gonna support the sis. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I think I miss y'all. And I was just like, that's a female D. I think like, oh, she dope. And I was hearing your set. And I was like, oh, wait. No, that's DJ Miss Milan. Like, she really hands the business up there. And I remember, I think you had played, I think that's when the Drew Hill meme had came out. Tell me. Oh, with the. Yeah, so the thing that you have played it. And I was just like, nah. All right. She legit just won my heart. But all of this just to say, how important has it been to have a strong body of women network behind you, pushing you? amazing like literally amazing and it's needed and we need more of it because men tend to um support themselves it's a boys club that's why we call it a boys club they you know they'll push each other they'll help each other and we as women and it's no offense because it's not all women it's just some women you know they're afraid of lights being dimmed over others and it's like if your light shine sis and my light shine what we you think this light has got brighter we the sun you know <laughs> what i mean we the sun so it only makes sense that we honestly support and push each other and whatever ideas whatever it is that we have and we want to put in place that we are together banding together to make that happen and pushing each other's agenda because it's important to have a sisterhood in this business you know, you need somebody to be like, yo, so, you know, such and such is bugging, like, and they be like, yeah, they bugging because, you know, they, they think because we're women and, you know, because we already know it's a dy- it's a very big gap in a sense of respect when it comes to men doing something and respect when it comes to mm-hmm. women. We're just looked at as the help. Mm-hmm. Where men is looking at the boss, you know what I'm saying? Like, even being, quote unquote, well, not even a, a bitch, but that's what they like to put the label on. We can have on. the same exact attitude. We can say the same exact Exactly, way. exactly. And once yeah. we say it, it's like, oh, she being a bitch. Are you on your period? Like, like He's what? being my boss. And it's just like, why, why? can't be as Ex- assertive as my male cohort? Exactly. So it's good and important to have women around that are on the same level and don't take any bull and say no. This is not what we're going to do. We're going to do it this way because this way is effective. You know what I mean? So, plus women, we know everything. Like, don't think, <laughs> no, don't, don't think Obama was running office. That was Michelle. Come on. Like, you must really be a fool if you thought only Obama was calling the call. Okay. But I know Auntie right. Michelle was back okay. like, mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. cancel, like, cancel it now. She was like, listen, Barack. What we going to do is. I ain't going to do what, what another girl going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. So, you ain't Bill, baby. You ain't right. Bill. Right. Right. Mm. Um, I recently <laughs> saw that you were featured in Paper Magazine on a list of females you dates to look out for. So how was that feeling? That was so... First of all, it was very, very, very random. Like, majority of things that happen are random, to be honest. But that, because it's like something that is like Paper Magazine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just was like, What? <laughs> Like, I literally woke up one day, and I just was, like, on my Twitter feed, and I just seen the mention. I was like, I thought it was fake. I was like, what is this? And then I checked it out. I was like, oh, my God, this is so dope. You know, me being uh, along the side of other great women DJs, being acknowledged was such an honor because, like I said, I be in my head sometimes. So, there's times where I think that I'm not doing enough, and then, boom, I get this confirmation that you're doing just exactly mm. what you need to be doing. So that was just a really, really big honor for me. And I think, you know, I think Tia, the um, the writer, for, mm. for even acknowledging me and, and putting me in that, you know, that realm of great women DJs. So. Did you... That's one thing I wanted to say with, like, network. Were you familiar with her? Or, like, was she... No. That's, that's, so, that's why it was... Just, it was it was a hundred and ten percent genuine. It wasn't like even association. Like oh, I know her from somewhere. It was literally like, I think this girl is dope. I'm gonna put her as one of the DJs as a feature. So I really appreciate stuff like that because it really gives me, you know, like I said, confirmation that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's so funny because when I was reading the article, it was um, Vashti. And then mm-hmm. I saw you, and I was like, she on the Vashti, <laughs> you. and then I saw mm-hmm. you take diamond cuts, right? And I was like. I know and these, these are dope like moving in the industry women. So me like oh I'm, I'm a mama. Mama. <laughs> mama. You know what I mean? So <laughs> 
I do, I do, I do. <laughs> but I was like, I was excited for you, and I probably caught the article later. But I was like, yo, she went because she went. Flash, I was like, damn, this was a felt good. Like, I feel good. If she didn't feel good, I feel good. No, I for felt, her. It was, it was really, it was really, really That's good. That's so exciting. And motivating. Made me want to keep going. And so, have you been on tour yet? I did do a um, R&B tour before uh, last year. It was, like, my first tour that I did where I was just traveling to five different cities. And uh, it was with the company produced by Dev. And we were just literally and sponsored by Optimum Cigars. And we literally just went to five different cities. We hooked up the venue and it was just all R&B, 90s vibes all night. So I had the pleasure of traveling, you know, to Atlanta, to Cali, to, you know, different cities and stuff like that. And also DJing alongside the DJs that are from out there. Mm. And, so you know, building a greater network in different cities. In different cities. And then people coming out and then seeing me, you know, I'm from New York, you know what I mean? So they like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it was really, really, really a dope, dope, dope experience. And I'm, I'm manifesting, you know, going on a tour soon. Hopefully one day it could be my own little tour, you know, but I, I wouldn't mind going with the artists or, you know, whatever the... Whatever and that's what I wanted to no, ask. Like, yeah. do you see yourself going out there with a... Going on tour with the artists because there's yeah. like DJ Esco and like a lot of DJs become gain a lot of their popularity right. because they're known for having amazing sets right. Right. for these amazing artists. Right, right, right. So I definitely, definitely do see myself, which is one of the things that when I started to DJ was that I wanted to be very knee deep in helping build the newer artists. You know, the newer because. DJing and artists go hand in hand. It was literally what started hip hop. You know what I mean? One person carried the crates and the music, and he was out there rapping. What was exactly? You know what I'm saying? So that element, I always felt, and I started to see in a way, kind of besides like a Esco and Future. You know, it kind of was falling behind like artists were just like not respecting the DJs at all. Really? Yeah, like you know, they just because. The DJ is the the element that lets people know, hey, this record is hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if I'm playing it, that means... I co-sign. Exactly. And now, because of social media and everything, everyone can basically co-sign themselves and make themselves. But I feel like the relationship between the artist and the DJ still matters because the DJ has to play your music in order yeah. for people to hear it. You know like, what I that mean? That was the essential... That, that's hip-hop. That is. That, like, that, working that, the game. It was... Yes. Who was it? I feel like it was always the Furious Four, Furious Five. Furious or, Five, yes. Mm-hmm. But it was always... It was a thing. It was you always, had the yeah. dancer, you had the rapper, you had the DJ. That exactly. was what it was. Exactly. So I, I've always been very gung-ho on building and working with the upcoming talent so that's why sometimes i even have my own playlist series that i do all like all the streaming services where it's dedicated strictly to indie underground artists that i, I feel saw. are so dope and they need some 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 light you know we listen no offense but we hear drake future all day all day like, on it, it's great we love it but there's so much young fresh artists like i even saw you posting connie diamonds and i was just yeah. like mm-hmm. oh yes. okay because she's very another dope. artist that I wanted to have on my podcast back when I was originally speaking with you. Right, right. So we was like, okay, and she supports the underground too. Yes, yes. I, I have to, man, because you never know who's going to be the next. And I, I just would love to be a part of somebody's journey, somebody's story to say, hey, you play my. And, and I get stories like that sometimes, like, yo, you were the first person to play my record. Really? You know what I mean? So that means a lot to me because I really artists, care. For artists looking, mm-hmm. how do you find. Under, under, um, underground rappers, how do you find new music? How do you find what's the best way for them to not get their music to you but to get their music heard from in a DJ perspective? In a DJ perspective, well, me personally, I don't know about everyone else, but <laughs> I actually do the work, like, I actually look for them. So, I always tell artists all the time, like, make sure your music is on all platforms because you never know. I can be on Apple, I can be on Spotify, I can be on Tidal, I can be on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just randomly come across something that is yours. You know, and I like it and I'm vibing to it. So now I was like, yo, if I feel like I want to play it, I'm going to play it. You know what I mean? So, it's very important just to push your music and put it out everywhere 
And also, you know, I don't mind. Sometimes I usually do um, a roll call, like on Twitter. You know, I'll mm. say like, "Hey, you know, looking for new submissions. Send me your Apple Music link." And I'll get like a few mentions of people sending me their links, and I'll literally listen and I'll create my playlist based off the submissions of what people send to me, what I feel, and what I'm vibing with. And I really put my heart into it. Like I do the artwork for it. You know, what I'm saying I'm promoting it. I'm, I'm making sure that I'm doing my due diligence as far as being a part of this culture and being a DJ and pushing the culture forward. Mm. You know, you know. So I know, I feel like DJing and producing also go hand in hand. I feel like it's it's the next step. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is. So do you see yourself, you know, just doing and doing, making some little swizzy beats, on a nizzle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like what I just Olivia that she just did. Who? Oh, oh, the song. No, good yeah, <laughs> know that song. Good, no, I know that, that song. December. Nah, but. <laughs> producing and making my own music because why not spin my own tracks you know at the end of the day we are the heirs the dj at first we know what sounds good what gets the people going so it only makes sense that we 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 kind of create the music for ourselves too you know so i am interested and i am you know in the process of trying to learn when i could you know find the time of course but just just that's all a part of it and it's all a part of the miss milan brand that's soon to come Spirit fingers, soon to come. Um, I have a question. Like yeah. I didn't ask you many questions. What would you say to somebody who's aspiring to be a DJ right now? Um, I would say know your history, you know. And I don't mean like you have to know like all. Oh, of course, know the essence of, of you know DJing, but know know your stuff because. DJing now is being made easier and easier where people mm-hmm. are just able Everybody's just to DJ. plug in and play. And, sorry, unfortunately, it is oversaturating the industry. It's oversaturating this little section that we have going on because anyone thinks they could just pop up and play and be a DJ, but it's so, so many elements that I personally feel makes a good, a great DJ. Like, for instance, I tell people all the time, go watch some Kid Capri videos. Oh, my. Go watch the party rocker rock a fucking set and literally watch what he does. Mike game, crowd control, DJ Jazzy Jeff, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, like I said, Mr. C. All of these DJs have elements to them that make them who they are, make them amazing DJs. It's not just about dropping records. Anyone can drop a record. But can you entertain a crowd? Can you tell a story with this record? You know what I mean? Like, And that's what Mr. C is, in my opinion. And I'm going to bring him up all the time. But he's one of the DJs that captures that essence of being able to tell you a story. You know, I remember one time he just dropped the instrumental. And the whole spot sung the whole song. Like, Yeah, I, I remember the same at the last event. I mm-hmm. do remember that right and you're just like and you're looking me as a a young dj looking at him like there's no way possible a drop and play dj could do that because you're not going to get the same energy so definitely know what you're doing and and figure out like what you want to do in it and just do it that's that's all i can say because i'm not one of those like oh my god another dj because i was that same dj that wanted to Start, you know what I mean. So imagine somebody was probably they were saying that about me, you know. So like, oh my god, now she wants to DJ, and uh, look at me, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm doing it. You yeah, you yeah. But you know, just just do it. You know, do your homework. Don't be afraid to network. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to learn. Like learn, learn, learn. It's so many different elements to DJing. Just find your pocket and just make it work for you. Now, what would you say to the artists? 
artists, I, literally the same thing. Like, you have to know, you know, your history of what you're doing, the history of whatever it is that you're doing, and really finding your, your lane in it. Like, don't don't ever try to compare yourself to what you see on social media because you will be driving yourself crazy trying to compete or even trying to be on the same level. And it's a lot of smoke and mirrors out here. So don't ever think that you need to do anything else that you see someone else is doing. Like, you literally just... Focus on what you're doing. And if it feels good, I'm a person that goes off of vibes, as I call myself, the vibe provider, your fairy vibe mother. If the vibes feel good and it make you go with that, because that's what really, me, when I DJ, it feels good. I don't do it because it looks good and it's cool and, oh, wow, we're, no, it li literally feels good. And I push that feeling from inside of myself and I literally push it out to everyone else that's why i feel like people really connect with me on an energetic level mm -hmm. because it's not like me just playing music and they're just like oh she's cool it's like wow you're so amazing and it's like thank you, <laughs> thank you. i feel amazing so it's coming through the music you know what i mean because that's that's what it is so that's my that's my little, my As little the fairy the theory vibe mother mm -hmm. how can you read a crowd how do you read a crowd well, one thing that I do, I'm gonna give you know, I'm gonna give y'all some gems. Like what, listen, what listen. I, what I personally do. Because I'm not one of those cool DJs that don't like to mingle and talk to people. Mm. I only pop up right before you set and then you dip and right Don't after. touch me, don't come close. Nah, that's that's just so corny. You know, I you have to feed the people and feel the people. How can you feed them if you can't feel them? So one thing I do is I come early before I set because I like to enjoy what I'm DJing at mm -hmm. too. So I want to catch the vibes and see what the other DJ playing, which is another big thing. So Honestly, you don't. I hate. I and, I, and I double. guess it's, it's inevitable in a way because no, it is not. It's because really? because DJs have to understand that we're working together, not against each other. It's not about who has the hottest set on the same bill. If you have twelve o'clock, one o'clock, three o'clock, we should all be having hot sets at that time. That's building towards the prime mm -hmm. time because we have to cater to the people and we're building up. You know this event. Who wants to go to a party and you're hearing all the hot stuff at eleven o'clock, and then the other DJs coming on, and then they're like, "Oh my god, I don't have any music, so let me play this too." Now you're hearing the same and song like, three and the first times. Time it's like, okay, cool. And sometimes like, okay. I, heard, I remember I heard a song four times in a party, and I could not believe it. I was like, "Does no one have any other music?" So, that being said, I would say um, definitely like. Just work with each other. You know what I'm saying? Artists work with each other. Everybody work with each other. Like, let's work to, to build great vibes. Okay, okay. I get that. That's real. So, who is out right now that you're loving? Like, who are some of your favorite artists? <sighs> Darn, this is a really hard question. Because I like... And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I would like for a kind. But I don't got it because I always... People will always ask, like, so who's your favorite? I'm like, Nas. Oh, <laughs> okay. Not. So if we're gonna, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna course, be honest. We're gonna be honest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Queen B, of course. You know, really? no, it's typical. I know it's you know cliche to say, but she literally embodies every single aspect of what an artist should yeah. be: performance, music, singing live, not over you know her own music sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, like she personality even with the video where you know day two of atlanta right, where right, they she right. turned around and did her little karate yeah class. that I, I i always tell people i'm not part of the beehive but i enjoy a good mm -hmm. performance like, i enjoy a really good right. show when she did that i was like nah yes. like i you, actually like you as a person now she's really really you know i haven't met her yet but i feel like she's a really dope spirit you know what i mean but definitely people like beyonce of course jay-z gotta gotta go with the whole I always tell people you should start your day with some you should start your day with God and hope honestly do a verse from the Bible listen to you know a little blueprint you know a little reasonable doubt you know get your mind right you know your day will go real real good real, you know real what good. the other day I legit I legit woke up and I was like I want to hear 444 mm. and I didn't I didn't know why mm -hmm. like it Right. I just it was just on my heart and I drove to Brooklyn. I drove to Harlem. Mm -hmm. Just windows down, being real ignorant. <laughs> windows down, sunroof open, just black. Right, right. On purpose with my head tie on to let people know like I'm really that I'm, I'm that girl. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm that down, girl, you know. But yes, definitely. Um as far as like newer age artists, I do I do love Travis Scott and what he's doing with music. 
course, Underground, Connie Diamond, Crystal Canes, um, darn it, it's a few artists from, you know, Sheck West is a, is another one of my, one of my newer faves because his energy is just on 100 when he performs. Um, yes, it's a, it's a few others. There's, for some reason, I always catch a brain fart when anyone ever asks me this question. And if, if it was, like, not a podcast or an interview right now, like, literally, i probably have, like, I'd be listening like that. But as soon as the camera's on, like, uh, yeah. But definitely, if anything, you guys can just check out my fresh playlist on Apple Music, Spotify, and Tidal. I have everyone that I like up there, so... So as we talked about earlier, you know, we talked about the challenges Mm -hmm. and sometimes not being able to be exposed to new opportunities or just looking what different things look like. But I noticed that you teach after school programs. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. So what ignited you to be like this change agent, this inspiration? Um, honestly, I always been a big advocate for giving back to my community and giving back, especially to you the younger generation because they're next up Mm -hmm. and a lot of people you know they don't even want to give them a try especially Mm -hmm. in these times you know and I just feel like music is just such a beautiful and amazing outlet that you can express yourself I mean imagine you know when you were younger and you listened to your favorite song you know what I mean and you heard certain things you know you were able to feel expressive like oh I can do this Mm -hmm. you know I can whatever the case may be And I just feel like giving the youth an opportunity for them to not only just see that, oh, I have to be a doctor, I have to be a lawyer, or I have to play basketball. You know what I mean? Like, especially in our black communities, it's important. The only way out is through a ball. It's the only way out through music or through a ball. No, it's literally just a creative process. Like, using this to channel whatever creative, you know, spirit you have inside, because you never know where that can lead you. And there's sometimes, I wish, I mean, like, and my, my growing up wasn't bad. I was in recitals and doing different sports and all of that. So I was able to tap into my creativity. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to make sure that I am, you know, mentoring, you know, younger, especially the girls. It's all charter girls school that I mentor. I want to make sure that they're able to believe in themselves too, you know. And it's not only just about just me teaching them how to DJ. It's literally teaching them to be confident in what they're mm-hmm. doing. Because they're it's literally... so important. They're doing this... And this is something unknown, so it scares them. They feel judged. They feel like, I don't... There's Sometimes there's girls that they didn't want to do it at first. When I first was teaching, they're like, no, they're going to laugh. They're going to think I suck. They're going to... Because it's, it's a confidence thing. You know what I mean? And, I'm saying really like I was oh. doing the same thing as before. <laughs> no, but you know, it's a confidence thing. It's like a... It's, like a, it's, it's, a, it's a real deep-rooted... It's more than just... DJ and it's, it's something that I'm trying to bring them out so they could be confident to do whatever it is that they want to do and know that they can do it you know and this DJing uh, program that I do is just literally another element to help them become who they want to be you know they're in school how many hours a day and this is their getaway to just be themselves be creative, be creative express, themselves. express themselves even to the point where you have a problem talk to me what's going on what's going on at home what's going on at school it's so it's important. important you know what i mean so i try to not let it just be just just dj and it's also a safe haven for you to be yourself which i i'm, I'm a big advocate that if people were themselves it would be a lot less uh, hate in this world a lot less evil a lot less a lot a lot less negativity because people are so trapped and not being themselves because they're fear of being judged by whatever mm-hmm. it's a really 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 sad thing to witness so I, that's why i always say I'm, I'm as transparent as ever because what you see is what you get and i want to be able to you know somebody that's like me to say oh wow she did that and mm-hmm. she has the confidence i can do it too yeah, go get it, man. Go get it. I was saying this question. I'm going to start wrapping up now. Mm-hmm. But, and it's funny because I, I, it just came to mind because we were talking about just music that we love and mm-hmm. the history of it. Um, When did you fall in love with hip-hop? What song was it? Oh, this Isn't it from a movie? Brown Sugar? Is Brown, Brown Sugar? Okay. Yeah. Now, when did I fall in love with hip-hop? Damn. Honestly... I'm going to keep it a buck because I'm an R&B kind of girl. Okay. So growing up, I listened to a lot of R&B. Like my very, very first CD that I even purchased was Usher CD. Which one? When he was walking up the escalator with the beanie on. I the very first. that one too. 
that was like my very first Usher CD. I saved my allowance. I was like, yes, Usher. Oh, that was my jam. You know, I made that in the promo video. I'm telling you, I need everybody to see what you just did. <laughs> but that was the CD. You're gonna be like, nah. I love shit like that. No, but I literally like that was one of my my very first albums that I bought. But hip hop has always been around. Like LL's grandmother lives right up the block mm-hmm. from me. You know what I'm saying? Like so, even just I I can't really pinpoint an exact point when I fell in love with it because I've always been in love with music. So hip hop, R and B. Classical, it was like soca. that boy I lived next door that you grew up with, mm-hmm. and I ended up falling in love. Like as you got older, it was like I, I like him. We friends, friends, we cool. friends, we right, cool. right. Oh wait, get yeah. grown man. Oh, oh we got oh. married now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, definitely. It's like it's not even it's not even just hip hop that I fell in love with. It was just music, just music in general, and the feeling that it gave people. You know, music is just. It's one of the best energies I say ever. It can do a lot for you. So like I always tell people, I don't listen to heartbreaking music when I'm sad because it will just make you feel yeah. like even more. Yeah. Like, it will really... If you want a good cry though, that's the best thing to do. You gotta just <laughs> <laughs> looking out the window when it's raining, <laughs> and then you feel good because a good cry releases all that energy. Oh God, and you be yeah. so. You know what? I be telling people, I'm like, yo, I be feeling mad pretty after I cry. Like it's something about the cry that just make the glow just go crazy. I be like, yo, with my eyes mad puffy, like, but I look mad right now though. Like, what is this? I gotta cry. No, 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 it's tears. It's tears. But it look good. You know what I'm saying? That's so. my new highlight, y'all. Tears <laughs> coming to a store near you. Yes. <laughs> but I actually really enjoyed this interview. Yes. It was fun. But it I want to know mm-hmm. what's next. What is next? DJ Miss Milan. DJ Miss Milan. Um, honestly, I'm just gonna have to say, subscribe to DJMissMilan.com, and you'll find out. Where can they follow you? What's your social media? They can follow me on all social medias. Everything is DJ Miss Milan. Uh, DJ M I S S M I L A N. You know, I got y'all for those that can't spell out there. You know, I got y'all. You know, because I can't too, so I got y'all. But uh, <laughs> yes, you can find me on all social media. Everything is DJ Miss Milan. Artists, if you want me to hear your music, don't be afraid to hit me up on my social medias and send me them links because I'm always looking, I'm always checking for it. So definitely, yeah, just everything DJ Miss Milan.com and my website, of course, DJ Miss Milan.com. Uh, Okay, guys, DJ Miss Milan, is there anything you would like to share with the people before we go? Um, this was really fun, and I'm very proud of you for doing this Thank because, you. you know, as a sister, you're really, you're spreading good energy around, and that's thank needed you. in this world, so I just want to say thank you for having me, I appreciate it, and I'm very excited to see what else you do next. All right, who else are you going to interview, girl? Oh, Amen. It's going to put that in the universe. You know what I'm saying? I'm that. just saying. She's going to be like, you know, I like, was oh. the one girl, a young girl once upon a time. And I, you get a car, you get a car, you get a You know what I'm saying? But definitely. I will be there. Hey, oh, oh, let's go. Let's go. Oh, let's, let's go. go. I know you got a little you. She, do, she was dancing the thugger, you know. And get it on me. <laughs> We gotta do the Oprah challenge now. Not the Oprah challenge. You have a little auntie, Al. Okay, guys, be chatting. Yeah, be chatting. But um, yeah. So you just tuned into another episode of the Interim Podcast with DJ Miss Milan. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you subscribe. She's so dope. Um, yeah. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Feel free to email. Let me know who you want to hear from. Let me know. This is the so intern podcast. Been real. Okay. We out. Bye. Bye.